Welcome to the Wannabe Balance podcast. I'm Crystal Escobar, and this is episode number 119, My Weight Loss and Personal Growth Journey. Today, I'm going to share a recording of an interview that I did last night with our very own ER Shred ambassador, nutrition expert, and ultra marathon runner, Jesse James Jamnick. Last night, he asked me to be on his show that he does weekly live over on Facebook and on StreamYard. So each week, he picks a new person from our ER Shred community, and he gives them the opportunity to share more of their story and their journey around weight loss and personal development. And of course, I've shared a lot of it here already on the podcast, but I think there's some things in this interview that I did with Jesse that I may not have mentioned necessarily yet on this podcast. So that's why I wanted to go ahead and share the interview here. What's happening, Shredder Nation? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to episode number 30. Two, oh my God, 32 episodes, Shred Your Body. I'm your host, Jesse James Jemnick. Um, I am really, really excited to dive in to a multitude of different topics tonight, um, going from sugar and carbs to self-esteem to dealing with adult acne to baby weight to dieting to you name it. Uh, my good friend has been through it all, and I have been... Um, kind of a personal witness to this whole story. And she was part of the mastermind, the co-creator, the co-founder of the ER Shred. Um, a lot of you guys know her. Um, she's an amazing, absolutely wonderful person. Um, but before we get into that real quick, as you guys come in, please do me a favor, drop into the comments. Let us know where it is that you're coming in from. Say hello to us. We would like to say hello back to you. And you know, if you've never joined us before, welcome. Uh, if you want to learn more about the ER Shred, www.ershred.com, please come and join our free Facebook community of 22.4 thousand people. It is one of the most active, engaging Facebook groups that you have ever been a part of. I promise you that I've been a part of too many of them, way too many that I want to remember. This is hands down my favorite one. Um, I eat it, I breathe it, I sleep it. It just fires you up. It's motivational. It's encouraging. It is the best freaking community that you've ever, ever been a part of. So without further ado, though, my goal every single week is to show up and to bring you another amazing story because there's far too many people in the world that are struggling. And I believe that we have a solution that can help so many people come alive, break through, get out of their way, and finally feel what it feels like to be the epic human being that you were created to be. So without further ado, I want to bring in my very, very special guest tonight. Um, she is a published author. She's the co-founder of the ER Shred. She's the founder of the Wannabe Balance blog and social media site. Um, welcome to Shred Your Body, Crystal Escobar. Hi, thanks what for having is me. This is fun. <laughs> I am so excited that you are here tonight. Um, you know, you and I obviously have known each other for many years. I talked to Sean more than I talked to you, um, but your story is awesome. And I've gotten to know that behind the scenes. And I love that you said yes. Thank you so much for, um, you know, for filling in for those that, you know, we had a little thing and this is how we work together. This is the beautiful yeah. thing, right? Crystal about the ER shed yeah. is we got each other's back all the freaking time. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. So listen, friend, um, 
you know, let's uh, for people that don't know you, um, just give us a brief little a brief little you know snippet about who Crystal is um, and and what Crystal loves to do. Um, well, I am first and foremost a mom, as you can tell. It's just twenty four seven full time job, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just um, I have been a full time mom, a stay at home mom, but also having my little things on the side, which is you know where the podcast comes in, my blog, um, all the social media stuff that I've done over the last um, over the last decade now. And it's just been a lot of fun. I'm really into, uh, sharing my life, uh, my personal development journey. And that's kind of what my podcast is all about is just sharing, um, bits and pieces of my journey as I have learned the many lessons of motherhood and just being a woman, uh, trying different business endeavors and also, um, being really passionate about health and nutrition as, are you so that's how yeah. we connected so it's really cool to for have sure. that in common yeah and i want to say crystal for anybody that doesn't know first of all where can people find um your wannabe balance blog your podcast like how can people get connected to you because you know you are one of the most authentic real people that i have the pleasure of calling a friend in my life um and you put out i mean you guys are no holds barred and i love that about you guys like there is no shame in your game whether it's good whether it's bad um there is information there and you always tell it how it is and i love that about you so much so where can people find all of your awesomeness so they can come and learn from you as well well thank you <laughs> my awesomeness yeah. thank you um it's wannabebalance.com and that's where all my podcast episodes are and in the early stages of it was more blog posts but now it's um podcasts it's my my way of like you know keeping up with the times it was all written in the beginning but then you know podcasting became popular live videos. So I would sometimes record my live videos and put them on the podcast. But mm -hmm. that's kind of um, that's where everything is all my um, content over the past decade. And yeah, I think it's been nice that Sean has also been on board with this because he um, he is more of a private person, but he's also very open at the same time and very authentic. So he's been great about um, opening up about different things about our marriage struggles over the years as we all have. Yeah, for <laughs> and sure. Just, um, raising children together. And um, also, you know, we were in that um, the Mormon religion for uh, the whole first in our entire marriage. And then over mm -hmm. uh, the last three years, that's kind of when we um, him and I together were sharing our journey um, kind of breaking away from the culture that we were brought up in. And that was a really scary thing to do, to be um, stepping away from something that is so common in in um, in our area where we sure. grew up and then within our family and all of our um, community and friends. And it was really challenging for us, but it was awesome that we did it together. And mainly we wanted to do that just so that we could um, step away from what we were taught our entire lives and kind of look at it from a different perspective because i think oftentimes we just take information in without really analyzing it and um deciding wait does this does this um resonate with me does this is this in alignment with who i want to be how i want to live my life and there are a lot of good things that we um gain from being in that religion but now we just have a different more broader perspective and yep. it's been great that sean 
was willing to share that journey with me on the podcast. And that's kind of what yeah. we did over the last three years. But we're done with that. We, we said it all and we're ready to like step into other areas of personal development. Yeah, I love that he was that he was willing to do that for you guys. And you know, like you said, I mean, you guys are so honest. Like every every good marriage, I mean, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our good moments. We all have our bad moments. And anybody who tries to say, "Oh, my life is so peachy, punky dory," I'm just gonna go ahead and call your bullshit right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody that's like that whatsoever. Um, we're about <laughs> being real here in this community. So I love the fact that you guys have that bond and have that relationship. And I know it's tough. You know what I mean? I know it's tough. And and I love that you guys are able to talk about the bad times too, because the bad times I think, and I don't want to, I say bad times, but let's just call them like off center times. Right. Cause they're not really, yeah. I mean, you guys, how long have you guys been married now? 17 years. 17 years. I mean, 17 <laughs> years of marriage, you know, four kids. I mean, come on. Like, it's like, that's a mission in itself. And, you know, for you guys to be able to do that and come closer and, and have that courage to split, you know, something that you've known for your entire life. I mean, that takes a lot, you know, and I know you guys have been through the ringer. Um, I mean, that's putting it lightly, the ringer. Um, and you still come together as a team. And I admire that so much about you guys. And, and you know, I look at the, the bad days as like, okay, so what? Like, we all have bad days. You know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to have bad days. It's not supposed to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. So, uh, so thank you for that, Crystal. Um, so let's do this. For people that don't know, take me back a few years before we get into where we are now. Um, kind of what started, I know you've been on this personal journey. You're a certified life coach today. Um, you know, self-development, mindset, um, you know, those kinds of things, Gary and Tony, and, and you and I have talked, I mean, we're on that same page and I know you eat that, you breathe it, you sleep it, you divulge books like a, like a book monster. Um, and you have a constant earning to get better. Um, where did that come from, Crystal? I know, I know for me, it was struggle in my youth, um, you know, and wanting to feel like I even belonged for you, where, where did that drive come from? Where did that mission come from to, to mold you to where you're at today from all those, those steps that you kind of went through? How did it start? That's a really good question. And sometimes I try to figure out like where it stems from, but you know, perhaps it is partially from childhood trauma um, and being in a place in my life, constantly feeling like, why can't I just be happy? What is there something wrong with me? Like, see, are other people happier than me? Like, where do you find happiness? And so it was just me like exploring our, all these different um, uh, different ways of living. And so kind of during high school, I, I tried this, you know, going on my own approach and being really independent and um, doing things my own way. And then I was still unhappy, like in a bad relationship. Um, well, actually, I wouldn't even say it's a bad relationship. It's just two people trying to figure out themselves and yeah. not knowing like how to uh, communicate or be in, in a, a mature relationship. So and then, you know, me feeling like, OK, maybe I'm missing something. So going back to the Mormon church and then being in that for so long and then kind of, you know, kind of following what every the social norm is and feeling like, okay, maybe if I just do what everybody else is doing, then I'll be happy. But, you know, when, and we did, uh, Sean and I did everything that the Mormon church required. We both went on our missions. We got married mm -hmm. in the temple. We tried to have a lot of kids, like, like the church teaches. Yeah. We had four. I feel like that's a lot, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we still, I still was, you know, 
constantly yearning and um, hungering for for more. And I felt like I got to this place in the religion where it was no longer feeding me and giving me that um, uh, sense of fulfillment. And mm -hmm. so I think that's kind of just where we kind of branched out away from that. And um, I'm just really so fascinated by human behavior. That's really what it all comes down to. Like, why do we do what we do? Why do we get emotional? Why do we get angry and react and kind of having this huge yearning to overcome the reactions that, you know, we oftentimes react to our emotions and we don't really take the time to step back and ponder things first before we react. And I think that's just kind of my uh, goal is to get better at that, get better, get better yeah. at mastering my emotions, but understanding that it's normal to have your ups and downs, but you don't have to react and, and become you know, like be hurtful when you're angry, hurtful to each other. And Sean and I tend to do that when we're angry. It's hard to manage those emotions and, mm -hmm. and just step away and not say anything <laughs> until yeah. we calm down, you know? So it's just really yeah. trying to figure out how to um, be the best version of myself, be mm -hmm. kinder to people and to have a good handle over my emotions. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's, it's crazy. I, I often think that, and I always ask myself that question too. And it sounds like you're constant um, digging in, you're constant wanting answers, you're constant asking the questions really kind of stems from what's been happening in life, right? Like as you, as you kind of grew up and as you came along and as you tried to find your way and you went through ups and downs and failures and, you know, this wasn't right. Like you, you had said a lot of things. And although I didn't grow up in the church setting like you, or, you know, go down the, the religious side like that, I've had my own personal battles of, am I good enough? You know, why is everybody happy? If I just followed the crowd and I just did what they wanted to, is that going to make me a better person? Cause then people will like me. Like it kind of sounds like the same thing. And, and that's a good thing for people to realize, too. Wouldn't you agree? Like, you know, you and I are different but the same. And I think that I think that in some weird way, we're all connected in that bigger picture. And we can all learn from each other, even though yours was coming out of religion and learning from that and marital stuff and, and this. And mine was something totally different. We're still the same people. You know, we're still going for that same bigger picture. And I find that to be fascinating. And isn't it crazy how we always attack the ones that we love the most, ourself and our significant other, the two people that we should love the most. Yeah. For some reason, we go after those people, ourselves mm -hmm. even more, and it should be for people we hate for crying out loud or something, you know what I mean? But for some reason, we always attack ourselves. So I, I love that you brought that up. That's, uh, that's an so interesting true. thing. Hopefully yeah. people can think about that too, you know? I mean, because I think it happens to a lot of people. So the more that I think we can break through some of that and let people realize too, like, look, like we're just normal people. We go through the same problems too. Um, and that's what I that's what I said at the beginning is what I love about you guys. You're always so authentic. So um, so let's go into this, Crystal. You your first baby was how old were you when 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 your first baby came? I think I was 23 or 24. 23, 24. And then yeah. you guys, you're all your guys' kids are, are relatively close in age, right? Like what's, yeah, what's about two and a half, two, two and a half years apart. Two, two and a half years apart. Okay. So yeah. for you growing up, 
was was health a priority to you? Did you ever take it to a higher thing? Or when did healthy uh, exercise type of things start to to kind of come into your life? Well, definitely health has always been a part of my life. But unfortunately, I think I disguised it with health, but it was more about um, wanting to fit the perfect woman mold, you know, having gotcha. the perfect body and all of that. So I was more concerned about my weight and how I looked as opposed to, you know, my health because I would do unhealthy things to lose yep. weight, you know, diet yep. pills or um, just extreme diets. I even tried starving myself <laughs> when I was a teenager, thought yep. that might work, but um, you know, it just, it was, it really wasn't coming from a healthy place and yep. it was definitely not mentally healthy. Um, it, you know, and for me to, that the, I realized that the focus on having, you know, the perfect body was not where you should be. Uh, that should not be your driving force, but it took me many years to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm glad you said that. So I, I'm going to go back to the kids and I still have that as a point. There's a reason I asked you that in, in one second, but I kind of want to touch on this real quick because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that too. Um, so you're, you're, you're coming into healthy, so to speak, but yet you were doing it. And it kind of goes back to what you had just told us. Like, you, it sounds like you were doing it because you didn't feel like you belong. You felt that if you had the wrong image, that didn't appeal to society. That wasn't the magazine. That wasn't the media. That wasn't what we've seen in mannequins. And, and so people don't realize how much that this affects us. And it really, right. really does. And does. whether you want to admit it or not, you fight those demons on the inside. I think everybody fights those demons of wanting to yeah. feel accepted. We all hate the way we look in pictures. We all think we look stupid. We all, and I think it's been these years of brainwash, right? But yours might have been from the childhood stuff, you know, the religious stuff, not knowing where you're at. And then you get into healthy because you think that's going to make you feel better. And you go down all these spirals. And I know there's got to be people out there, right? Like these addicted dieters and stuff like that. Like there's always an underlying reason. Um, and I want to just, I bring this up because I want to challenge people to find that reason and get to a place where you are right now, Crystal, where you can accept it and honor it and and just own it. You know what I mean? Like not run from it anymore, but own it. Because I think if we own those those things that we've done, we own that past, it gives us more power to step into the future. Would you, would you agree with something like that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's been like such a huge thing for Sean and I together. We realized that there were a lot of things from our past that we were um, very much ashamed of and we held on to the shame until we finally got to a level of trust with each other where we could like let it out. And I feel like that's a, such a huge component to releasing those old childhood uh, traumas and the demons, you know, like you're sa you said. And by being able to find somebody that you can be completely honest and open with, that you know that you can trust and won't judge you, it feels like such a huge weight lifted off of your shoulders. And once you kind of work through all of your childhood stuff, it really has a huge impact on the way you live your life, uh, your motivations, your ability to be motivated and your willpower, all of it. So that has been a huge thing that Sean and I have kind of released so much of this childhood stuff over the past few years since we left the church. And it has yeah. been the most healing three years of our of our marriage, but yeah. definitely the most challenging as well. That's awesome. So healing in a way, you know, this is what 
we see so much going on now in this amazing community that we've created, the ER Shred, you know, healing. And I love that we're talking about not just the physical side, but the mental side. And they really do go hand in hand. And I can't stress that enough for people. Um, you guys are perfect examples of exactly that. You know what I mean? There was, yeah, there was physical stuff that was there and gut issues and acne and all this other stuff that we were working on outside superficial stuff. But I think the real healing had to come from within first and the mental side of things. And then it sounds like you guys put that piece and got the other piece and then it started to flow because life was not so up and down because it was, you know what I mean? More of that smoothness and that trust and that communication. And man, I, I, I admire you guys for that. I, I have struggles with that. I'll be honest. Like that's a struggle for me to be completely open without feeling judgment. I think that's one of the hardest things that we can come to. And I'm getting there, Crystal. I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of work, but that self-love, yeah. I do love myself. I, I, I don't necessarily care so much about the opinion, but Man, it's still a struggle. Is there any tips that you've learned through um, all your your research and your coaching programs or anything, any tidbits that I can pull out of you that we can give to somebody that can maybe kind of try to help them work through that or any advice that you would give to somebody? Well, I think one of the biggest telling parts of, uh, you know, like once you can, of course, it's all about loving yourself and, you know, self-love, but it, that's so hard. It's like, how do you do that? But and you don't even realize, oftentimes we don't really realize that we aren't loving ourselves. But one of the, the big um, like telling parts of not loving yourself is your judgments on others. You know, once if you can recognize how much you are judging others and stop, you know, work on stop judging others, it really has an impact on the way you're judging yourself. And, mm. you know, I... And it's hard because it takes a lot of self-awareness to recognize how many times in a day that we look at another person and we judge them in some way, you know, in, and we, we do. And it's like part of our human nature, but it really is almost as if we're looking in the mirror and that shows us how much we're judging ourselves on a yeah. daily basis. And if we can work on just because I do feel like it's harder to love yourself than it is. To love others and but if we can focus on every or notice recognize every time that we're judging other people and practice seeing them through a different lens then it will spill over into the way that we see ourselves and but it's definitely a challenge you know and um just as we you know even with our our own parents you know and i think how i get so triggered when it comes to anything that if anyone questions the way i parent or if sean says anything and i feel like he's saying something negative about the way i mother our children mm -hmm. i and i get really defensive and i know that that's coming from my judgment towards my own mom and i'm working at trying not to mm. have that kind of judgment on her in the way that she um, parented and just have that kind of compassion knowing that she did the best that she could with what she yeah. knew at the time and yeah. if i can offer that compassion to her it's as if i'm offering that same compassion to myself so mm. it just kind of works it's a circle you know it just works that way if we yeah. can recognize that yeah no that is that's a beautiful answer thank you for sharing that 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 makes so much sense actually I never thought of it kind of like that, but it's, you know, if you're casting that 
that falsehood on yourself, that criticism, it could carry over into relationships. I can almost see that happening. And it's really that judgment that we're carrying. And at the end of the day, you know, I just try to remind myself, I'm like, who are you to judge anybody? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you don't know that person. You don't know their situation. You don't know their upbringing. You don't know, you know, sometimes people get mad because somebody didn't smile back. And I'm just like, you know what, man? Like, how do you know that they didn't have a death in the family this morning? How do you know that they didn't just lose some? How do you know? How do you know? So it, but why do we do that? You know, and I think if we can bring awareness to that, um, have you done any tricks like, you know, with mantras or gratitude journals or any, any, any little things that really kind of stood out that was like, man, this is, this was really impactful on me getting to a better place. Have you, have you found anything that really helped you? Yeah, definitely. Writing has been the most helpful thing that I've done in working through my own problems. And I used to try to work through them with Sean and he was great. He's like my own personal life coach, you know, that yeah. he got exhausted. <laughs> and he's like, can, uh, can I have a break? I can't be like, I can't wear all the hats, you know, I can't yeah. be your husband and your life coach. And like, it just, the list goes on. I'm like, okay, I'll try harder to coach myself. And that's where I've been really trying to take it to, to paper and work through it on my own, as opposed to always looking, it's, it's kind of been a habit of mine. And I think a lot of people can relate that we go to other people to fix our problems. We don't want to do it ourselves. We want them to tell us what we're, what we should do. Like, just tell yeah. me how to fix it. You know, tell me how yeah. to fix myself. Tell me what I should do instead of like doing the work ourselves and taking that time to get to know ourselves and actually learn to live. Like we're talking about a lot in the ER shred, learn to listen to our bodies and how our bodies are speaking to us. And it's also yep. learning to listen to our, our own intuition and, and how our, I like to believe in a higher self, like our higher self knows exactly what we should do in any given situation, but it's about taking the time to center yourself, get quiet, be by yourself, not always not, you know, sometimes talking to other people can be helpful, but it, sometimes it can also confuse us because we're almost like we're fighting again. Our, the other person might tell us something that, you know, might sound like it's great advice, but our, our higher self is like, that's not what you need to do. Like, listen to, mm. listen to yourself first, and then you can yeah. kind of start exploring outward. So writing has really been uh, the most helpful tool. And what I usually do when I write is first get it all out, like whatever I'm feeling. And sometimes I don't know why I'm feeling a certain way until I start writing. And then it starts to come out. I'm like, oh, yeah, like that person said this the other day. Why did I take that so personal? Or this happened or this is happening um, in a couple of weeks and I'm worried and I'm stressed about that. Why am I worried about that? So it's taking the time to get it all out of my mind onto mm. paper so that I can look at it with my eyes and see what's going on in there, like with visually can see what's going on. And then you can start asking yourself the questions of, wait, why, why is that stressing me out so much? Is it because I, I'm um, taking it, I took it in the wrong way or, you know, like taking things personal is also a huge thing that I, I struggle with. I, I take everything personal. I think that, mm. you know, whatever Sean says, he's talking about me when he's not talking about me. <laughs> yeah. So I have to really take a step back and analyze why I'm taking things so personal and asking myself a lot of questions. Like why, why does it matter if this person has that opinion about you? Like, why right. does that even matter? 
And sometimes yeah. we realize like, oh, it doesn't matter. So just by looking at it and asking yourself, why is that, why is that hurting you so bad? Yeah. And reminding myself that I'm great or also realizing that, like you said, we're all going through it. We're all the same. And even though you never were in a religion and, you know, had the exact same journey we had, we can still relate on, on many levels because there are certain stages, I think, of life and we go through them. And as we share our stories, we realize how much our stories have in common, even yeah. though they on the surface might seem very different. But the lessons there are very similar. So when we start to realize how similar we are and the fact that we are judging ourselves about certain things that certain mistakes that we may have made and we're holding on to it, we're failing to re recognize that every single person, every single human being also has things that they are, you know, that are on their shoulders that mm -hmm. are weighing them down and they're having a hard time letting go, having a hard time forgiving themselves. And as we recognize that we are all the same, then we don't feel like, oh, there's something wrong with us. Like we, yeah. we made more mistakes than that person or that person has more talents and gifts than I do or that person just looks better than me and has everything. And so we're constantly comparing ourselves and feeling like we're at such a deficit. But in reality, we are so much the same it just looks differently yeah yeah wow so taking taking time for yourself is really i mean that's that's the message that i really heard and obviously the connectivity and and that we're we're all there but being you know it's funny because the person will say well i don't have time for that i got kids and i got I got this and I got that. And I'm sure you've made those excuses too, right? Well, I can't do this because I got to do this and I got to do that. And and as you keep going, if you just keep showing up, but I know that's one of the things, Crystal, that I, I know that's why you're where you're at today. I'm where I'm at today, Sean. Like we just keep showing up, you know, you've never not shown up no matter how hard, no matter how difficult, maybe it was a, a roundabout, maybe it was a back thing, maybe it was a whatever, but you're still here. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And if we can just encourage anybody, right, to just, you know, you don't have to feel perfect today. You don't have to, you know, know everything that Crystal just explained, but take something from it. This is the big thing that I've learned is that, you know, take the one or two things that you feel can impact your life the most right now, work on those, implement those. And then once you got a grasp on those, we can add more and we can add more. And before you know it, I don't know if you, if you found this too, Crystal, but before you know it, you're adding these things and now they're not so much of a burden. It doesn't feel like this massive weight. It just kind of feels like you, you almost put it into daily habit. You know what I mean? As you, as you yeah. practice more and more. So, yeah, um, that's so true. <laughs> I want to add to that because you, yeah. um, by doing like little things, like you said, it might seem challenging at first, like, you know, to making the time for meditation or writing out your thoughts and getting it all, you know, doing like that whole download, like getting, getting it out of your head and onto paper. Um, if you can just, you know, make these little, you know, take action that doesn't even require a whole lot. And it's what we do in ER Shred. It's like, once you can like get through the first part of it, mm -hmm. then it does become your way of life it becomes yeah. your habit and it no longer re requires that motivation and willpower that it took in the beginning. So sometimes we, yeah. we think that it's going to require so much effort yeah. all the time, but it really doesn't. It's just getting through that first hurdle 
in realizing that it will eventually become second nature. And so me, it is second nature now to choose writing my thoughts as opposed to being busy with other things. Because if mm -hmm. there's a million other things that I could choose to do, but I know that it, I'm going to be a better if I can take that time to either meditate, write, take some time for writing, even just writing out, like you said, affirmations. Just if I were to meet, if there is the perfect thing that somebody could say to me in a moment of crisis, whatever I'm experiencing, I know exactly what I need to hear. And it's funny because I will just kind of like try to get Sean to say it exactly the way I want it to be said. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't need him to say that. I can right. just take out a piece of paper and say it to myself because I know exactly what I need to hear. And yeah. as you start practicing that and the more you do it, the more it becomes enough. Like you don't need it from other per other people. You don't need, I don't need Sean to say those things to me when I need to hear it. I can write yeah. it out and remind myself of my value and that should be, it will become good enough. It just takes time to let go of our need for other people to do it for us. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's seriously, I mean, that's actually such a powerful thing. And we could seriously, I feel like we could talk an hour just about unbow tying that and, and really diving deep into that. And we'll, we'll do some more calls and we'll give people some more. And I know you and I have plans on doing tons more videos and getting them on our YouTube and, you know, people yeah. just got to keep showing up, right. To yeah. keep getting that information because we're going through our stuff too. And we got to get out there, but we have these bigger visions. Um, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. That's for sure. Um, but I love that. And I think, you know, it sounds like a lot of it. And I told you this, you know, a couple calls ago, I think on one of our Wednesday calls, but you know, over, even over the last six years for me, um, watching you do this work, watching you just, I mean, I think today the, you know, when I, I know you laugh, but I, I really do. Like I see more of a strong, powerful, um, you know, not so like more self-belief. I know we had self-esteem issues. I struggled with self-esteem. I think we still struggle with that. I know you probably still struggle with that, but I yeah. just tell you from an outside perspective, the present of showing up on video and stuff like you can tell that you're not just talking this that you've done the work and i want people to understand that what you just explained has been years of work you know it's not just like we oh hey we're going to journal tomorrow morning and all of a sudden the next day everything's going to be fixed. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to work like that. So you got to keep showing up. You got to keep working on that self-esteem, got to keep working on that self-belief. That's why I keep always saying that our community is hands down the best part of what we have going on because when you don't feel it, you just come and get what you need. Like that, the beautiful thing of having that tight knit group and that support system, um, I think is seriously one of the things that separates us from anything else that's out there on the market. Never mind the effective protocol that we have for, you know, health purposes that, that gives us the energy to keep fighting. But I think that's one of our biggest things that really, that really separates it. And when you hear the comments and look at the conversations, I think there's, you can see that depth in that, you know? Yeah, it's amazing to see such a large group of people who are willing to do hard things. And that's really what it's all about. And and over time, like I said, this is not as hard as it is in the beginning, but each and every one of these people in our community, they are so willing to do hard things. It's so hard to get off the sugar and the carbs and the things that we find joy, we 
found joy in, but now we're realizing that we can find joy in other ways. It doesn't yeah. have to be through the things that are toxic to our bodies. But when you mentioned the fact that, you know, being showing up, like, I love that you are so consistent with these calls. You're not this flighty person that's like, maybe I'll do one this week. I'll do one in a couple of weeks. You know, you show up every single week and you do we do the things that are hard. I'm sure you're not always feeling up to doing this every single week, but that's one thing that I have, you know, been very passionate about is the consistency of things. And the fact that we might believe that, Oh, I'm, I'm just not a confident person. So that's not really like my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do live videos. I can't put myself out. I'm, I can't talk to people. I'm like nervous. I'm shy. I, I can't do these things. But really, it's not because we are all the, you know, when you look at successful people or people who are good at speaking or, you know, things that you look up to in other people and you think, oh, they're just gifted that way. But, you know, there might be some level of like gifts, but I really think that it's the decision of doing the things that are hard, pushing yourself a little bit out into the discomfort, you know, the, you know, out of your comfort zone. And yeah. for me in the beginning, when I first, before I started my podcast, I, I was so nervous about doing videos and speaking on camera. I mean, it's easier to write and that's where my blog started was all my writing because I can really mm -hmm. articulate my words. I can take the time and really think about it. But speaking was a whole different story, but I really wanted to push myself to do something hard and speaking and doing live videos was, was what I, something that I considered to be very hard, but also I had the desire to get better at it. Mm -hmm. and. I also realized that, oh, it's not just confident people, confident, well-spoken people that can do these things. It's anybody can do these things. You just have to be willing to start. And that's what yeah. I did. Like, I think it was like five years ago. And have you, did you ever hear about Periscope? Yeah. Peris okay. Yeah. Periscope was where I started yeah. doing my live videos. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm so nervous. I remember but... when you were on Periscope. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like Facebook started you know then facebook came out with the facebook live and everything yeah. kind of shifted back over to facebook but i was like remembering that i wanted to eventually start a podcast so i'm like but well, i need to you know get better at speaking so i decided to make a goal to do a live video every single day for six months and i did wow. and it was a huge change because I would look back at my first video and I'm literally shaking. My heart is pounding <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how to do this and I'm scared, yeah. you know, but I think once we realize that people who um, do live videos are, you know, you I'm sure have come a long way just because you are constantly doing the work, you know, just you get better by practicing yep. and it's, it's not always just gifts. That's what yeah. I want people to realize is that you might be afraid to get online. And I know you have so much to share. So many people like we have, so much we want to share, but we're t we we are holding ourselves back because we don't think that we have it in us to speak yeah. in front of people. Just make a goal to do it consistently, and before you know it, you will be much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to express yourself better without being so much in your head of like thinking like, mm -hmm. oh, what are they thinking of me? Like, oh, I said too many ums or like <laughs> stumbled on my words, and we just have to let ourselves go through that practice. That yeah period of practice before we can yeah. get better. And then we gain the confidence. It's not confident people just do these things. It's like first start and realize you, it's okay that you don't have confidence. You can build that confidence. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I, honestly, Crystal, I still get scared. 
I still get scared. Um, there's times that I have this thing sitting on this stupid light and I'm just like, okay. Um, and I get in my own head and I, I, but I've practiced enough now that I'm like, you know what? Shut up three, two, one, go. And I click the button and then I'm, I'm like, shit out of luck. Like I got to go. And that's okay. literally how I did it. And mm-hmm. up until the ER shred, I'm actually, you know, really proud of myself because I've, I, I've got, I've dived into a lot of business adventures. I've, I've done a lot of different things. I'm like the dog that sees the squirrel. I'm like all over the freaking place. Like that is me. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, squirrel. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chipmunk. Like, and I was like all over the place. This has been the most consistent that I have actually held myself to for the most amount of time. And I love it. it. It's literally changed everything. And it's because of the group. It's because of what it is. It's because of the people that showed up. It's because of, you know, I mean, I hated life. Like I freaking hated my life and what I was going through. And, you know, this has been this, this magical thing for me to find myself too, but I still struggle with that. And every time I'm like, man, I sounded really stupid on that one. Yesterday I was talking to my plant thinking that I was losing my mind. People are going to think I was smoking some really crazy stuff and it related to people. So we overthink the process so much that Mm -hmm. we sometimes talk ourselves out of it when really we just have to go because it's funny how we always try to think about things that actually haven't happened yet. And we psych ourselves out so much on what if this happened instead of, well, what if this amazing thing happened and this, this magical thing happened and we yeah. got to get to that place. So I love that you brought that up. So thank yes. you for that. Um, so let's do this now, Crystal. Um, we dove into a little bit of that. We got 20 minutes left. Um, I want to make sure that we dive into ER shred, what it means to us, how it's changed you. Um, I know that before the ER shred, October of last year is when we officially you know, launched it. But I know you and Sean were struggling for many years before that. And, you know, you being open and honest, I remember watching videos of you getting like vampire treatments and, you know, all these crazy skin things. And you'd post all this on Instagram. And I know you went down the Instagram rabbit hole at one time, you know, trying to be what you thought you had to be. And then you realize that. And, you know, there's so many examples that we can share with people. We only got so much time, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, but before the ER shred, talk to me about your health. Where were you personally at? Um, with, you know, before the ER shred started health wise, cause I know you had tried a bunch of different things. Um, what were your biggest struggles? What were you struggling with? I know baby weight was one and adult acne was one and, you know, tell, tell people where, where you were personally at. Okay. Well, I know, I always knew from the very beginning that if I could just get off sugar, that I would see amazing results, but I could never do it. That was like, the one thing that I was like, no, there's got to be another way. Like, just don't tell me that. Like, <laughs> there's got to be another way. And I tried. I tried to find another way and there wasn't. <laughs> so I just tried, you know, cutting calories. And it was really hard during the, you know, having baby season of my life because I was really hard on myself because first baby lost mm. the weight so easy. And I was back in a, a two piece swimsuit, felt confident. Then second baby comes along and it was much, I gained much more weight, had a way harder time losing the weight and just felt like, what am I doing wrong? I would cut my calories and I was, you know, would nurse my baby. So it was also trying to make sure that I don't cut them too much to where I lose my milk production. So it was really hard for me to just be patient with the losing the baby weight process. And it wasn't until my last baby that I was a little more relaxed about it and enjoyed 
the nursing instead mm-hmm. of like feeling like, oh, I love nursing, but I, I want to be done so I can lose this weight. So feeling mm-hmm. torn in that way, feeling also like I couldn't lose the weight while I was nursing. But I think it was like settling into, okay, why am I in such a rush? Like, why do I need to um, push this to be, why does it need to be, go quicker than I, it has to be? Like, I can just enjoy this season of my life. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of uh, struggles in my mind thinking like, I wasn't sexy anymore and I wish, you know, I, I just really hated my body instead yeah. of just loving the fact that my body just gave birth to a human right. and that I can feed this human from my body for right. a year or two afterwards. So yeah. I was just too hard on myself. And now when I talk to women who are trying to lose the baby weight, I'm like, please just listen to me. Like, just enjoy this. It's okay. Yeah. You know, tell Crystal, <laughs> she's probably yeah. going to be like, I need to hurry and exercise yeah. and get all the, the weight off like right away. But like, yeah, just enjoy the woman's body. The fact that yeah. we can create life and make a human with our body, feed our, yeah. feed our babies for an extended period of time. And so once I, you know, kind of was done having babies and over time, eventually um, lost the weight with isogenics but still had such a bad sugar addiction and mm-hmm. caffeine addiction carbs i mean all of it combined i just i knew that that was causing me to be tired um breaking out and so little by little it was a whole evolution just i i my diet in the beginning of our marriage was really bad even though i thought it was good at the time i'm like i'm pretty mm-hmm. healthy you know <laughs> like i don't yeah. overdo it and um but really now looking back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I got away with eating so much sugar all the time and, and the carbs, the pizza and the, um, the quesadillas every single day. <laughs> like I would eat a quesadilla every single day, have a Diet Coke. And I thought I was pretty healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like way more extreme and, and I like where I'm at now, but I'm also give, letting, allowing it to be a journey, which mm-hmm. is what you teach everyone a lot, like just let it be the, a process. It does not yep. have to be, you need to be here and then you all your problems are solved. Like enjoy every bit of this process because it can yeah. actually be a lot of fun. And it is becoming to, it is actually a lot of fun for me now. Once I got over that initial hurdle, hurdle which was really hard to let go of all of the, I just kept having to tell myself, I just need to do 30 days, just 30 days. And then I can go back to pizza and whatever. But I just told myself like just 30 days and then, and then I'll just, you know, have, have my treats when I feel like it, but never went back. So that's the cool thing. I never went back to my carbs and my sugar and haven't had a bite of pizza. Haven't had uh, candy or diet sodas. Um, All of my favorite things. I haven't had any of it. And it's such an empowering feeling, but it's still, I'm still on the journey it's been so fun to kind of push myself to the next level because it, it becomes fun to see mm-hmm. how powerful you are to overcome these things that you felt had such a hold on you and that there was yeah. absolutely no way in hell you're ever going to give up your your um, popcorn in the movie theater or you know the the diet coke and the the candy that that we all love and to now be in this place where i've gone i think we're on a year now we haven't had any of those things I'm like, okay, what else can I give up? So I quit yeah. gum. Gum was like, yeah. it's just like fun to ch- find another thing that I know that might not be the best thing for me. And gum, I feel like, you know, that with the aspartame and all yeah. the sweeteners and stuff, like, I don't think it's the best thing, but I'm not saying 
you can't have it, but it's just one of those things. I'm like, oh, I'll try golf gum. And then I went off of um, even just like things in lifestyle, like Sean quit using shampoo and it's just fun to take it to the next level. Like how much more natural can we be? How much more simplified can we get? And mm -hmm. it's, and I'm like, go, you know, letting my hair grow out. And so I'm, I'm trying to make little, take little steps and, you know, eliminate other things that I feel like I yeah. thought I was so addicted to. I, I was really addicted to my blonde hair. <laughs> you know, I wanted yeah. the platinum blonde hair all the time. So yeah. it is fun and empowering to see myself take it to the next level. And I even just quit coffee, caffeine, because caffeine has always been a thing for me. Mm -hmm. And um, but I'm not saying it's bad because I know that some people do really well on yeah. a cup or two a day of coffee. And for me, it was giving me, making me feel a little bit of anxiety. And that's a cool part that I can thank ER Shred for because I'm much more in tune with how I feel mm -hmm. because I know that caffeine was probably always giving me anxiety, but I never realized it was that. And now, be, but now it's just so, it, my body speaks so loud to me before yeah. it was this little whisper and I was just like, ah, I don't know, like I just can't hear it, you know? But now it's like, it's so much louder because I've cleared out all the junk. I can hear mm -hmm. my body saying coffee or caffeine is not the best thing for you. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I, I can do this. So first time, yeah. my, first time in my life, I'm off caffeine. And that has been a, a huge like, whoa, I can do this. I'm so powerful to get off caffeine yeah. because I've been so addicted to it for years. Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, you mentioned a couple key things, you know, you still, you still call those things that you've not gone back to your favorites. And now you've actually realized that they're probably not your favorites because they didn't make you feel as good as you thought they made you feel. Um, that whole dopamine rush wasn't such a exciting thing with the crash, but yet you yeah. still call them your favorites, which I found pretty, you know, which I, <laughs> which I picked up on. Um, so I find that pretty cool. Um, and then the other thing is too, again, you know, I mean, we've talked about it already, but I think it's worth pointing out. You just gave a year journey, a year journey of, you know, getting to this place, taking it step by step, one day at a time. I mean, you had to tell yourself, look, at 30 days, I can go back. And if that's what people need to do, tell yourself after 21 days, I can eat pizza again. I guarantee when you go back and you do eat that pizza, if you do, you're not going to feel the same way that you felt when you ate that pizza 21 days earlier, um, yeah. you know, when you're stuffing your face. Like, I promise you, you won't feel that way anymore. And you'll realize what Crystal is talking about. But I think it's important to point out that it's been that stretch. And I know for you, Crystal, you, you, you know, what was it for you that made you try veganism and, you know, stripping carbs and going, I mean, you've tried a lot of diets over the years to fix something because you were trying to fix from the outside. And was that just based off of what you thought, you know, what you learned, what you heard people saying, what maybe we saw on Instagram, what we were influenced with? Like, I feel like a lot of people get that information. Um, and a lot of times when I talk to people, I'm like, I just want to be like, why do you think that? You know, and yeah. I always want to know why. Um, and most of them don't even know why. It's like they heard it somewhere. And then we just take yeah. this belief. Like, did you fall down that too? Where you just kind of believed oh, somebody else? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I think veganism is trending, but maybe it's kind of dying down because I think ER Shred is trending now. So yeah. it's like maybe kind of, it was this thing, but I think it's kind of coming down because like the game changers on Netflix was like a, a popular um yeah. And I think I watched that and also being, you know, trying to become more natural and 
Uh, also, I, I really do, I think Sean mentioned this before, like leaving the religion was actually like the turning point for us in, mm. in a lot of ways because suddenly we're questioning everything. Because like I said, we just, you know, we're in our culture, our um, yeah. community and people are telling yeah. us how to live and we're like, okay, all right, we just do what they're doing and, and it's easy. And then you, one day you're just like, wait a minute, can I think about this for a minute? Can I really right. analyze from my own like inner being? Like, what is this? What do I really think about this? Or am I just mm -hmm. doing, have I just become a robot? Am I just doing what others are doing? Because I think, all right, it's easier. And I did that with, with like whole like birth and everything. I always thought that, okay, we just, you know, go to the hospital, we get our epidurals and that's the way it goes instead of, mm -hmm. but then with my third baby, I was like, wait a minute. I think I want to like think about this. Are there other ways? And so mm -hmm. just little by little opening your mind up to new ways of doing things. And, and so once I, we left the religion, we started questioning everything and we started questioning diet. And so I was really interested in learning more about diet. And so mm -hmm. I, the first thing I watched was game changers and I was sold like, all right, veganism <laughs> is the way to go. They convinced me. I And it was really like uh, the, about the ethics too. I really yeah. felt good. Like I was a good person to yeah. not eat animals anymore. And they make you feel that way. Like, you know, vegan, you know, they have this agenda of like, don't you love animals? And I'm like, yeah. yes, I do love animals. I don't want to eat them, you know? Yeah. But then you like, then, you, uh, you know, you kind of have to take a step back from that as well and think about, wait a minute. Like I can still love animals, but understand the circle of life and that, you know, yep. have gratitude for these animals yep. that, you know, provide for my health and nourishment. And, and I, you know, and we also promote like, you know, supporting local farms and grass fed mm -hmm. beef, you know, not saying it's a, a must for your mm -hmm. results, but ethically it feels good to know that I'm supporting, I'm not supporting the mass production of beef, you know, the, the factory farming and all of that. I want to support farmers that are doing it right. And so I can still love animals and have so, so much gratitude in my heart for the mm -hmm. cows. And mm -hmm. I don't feel, but at first when I was like learning about eating all this meat, going straight from veganism to eating all this meat, it was really hard for me for ethical reasons because I was so sold on the fact that I'm saving yeah animals lives <laughs> but then doing the research you realize that oh that's another agenda like they're pushing yeah. their agenda they can find all the information that makes you feel good about it but then you start looking into the other side and you're like oh like a lot of animals die in in the production of all these you know plant-based foods yeah. so it's like sixes like animals are going to die either way so yeah. once i realized like okay well i'm not saving animals by eating a vegan diet mm -hmm. but I can still have this love and appreciation and gratitude for animals and understand the circle of life. Like animals eat animals. Like I feel like we are animals. We need certain nourish nourishment from yeah. other animals. And Absolutely. that doesn't mean we hate them and that we want right. to torture them and, you know, right. have dis yeah, I mean, disrespect. That, that'd, be like, that'd be like me being mad at the fox that I saw chase down the squirrel and shake it to death and then walk away like it was a trophy. I mean, it's yeah. part of the natural thing and people are going to come in and be like well you know you you know you're not hunting it with a bow and arrow and you're not this and i'm like no it's the 21st century you're absolutely right i'm not doing that because i'm not forced to do that anymore um yeah. but i think you're so right the more that we can just become grounded the more that we can question um you know question the why do a deeper dive really kind of find out what's going to make us 
you know, the best version of us and really get all information to weigh. Because like you said, you can go on that thing. And, you know, even myself, like I got a little bit sold from watching that documentary. I was like, holy crap, they did that blood work with those athletes. And, you know, yeah. but then I did some deeper diving and I listened to some people who are way smarter than me, who I, who are my mentors that I learned from some PhDs and doctorates and stuff like that. And they're like, come on, man, like dig deeper. Like that whole thing was funded by people who have a vegan line. They're promoting veganism because of that reason. Now, can that work for some people? 100%. Can, you know, certain, certain other things work for people? 100%. Um, but I think the cool thing with the ER shred is, is it's not just so much a protocol. It's okay. Let's really find out what's going to serve you personally the best because that's really what it comes down to and when you look at really what we're doing it's not about the meat it's not about any of that it's really about giving our bodies the good nutrition that we used to get without even thinking about it back in the day and unfortunately it's really really hard to do that these days and it's really just understanding what foods are serving us versus going off of the next fad diet in the magazine or the next documentary that comes out or the next thing that goes out but that goes back to the self-esteem crystal right it goes back to not loving ourselves. It goes back to all those things that we've already talked about. And if you think about it, that all has power. So if people can really, you know, ground themselves and focus and, and ask those questions like, you know, that you already shared in the beginning about that self-love and self-healing, and then we can take that into something like health, you know, I think it's going to be a, a, a much, a much better path for them. You know what I mean? If we can kind of get to that place of, of asking that. So you kind of, you know, I've touched on all that. So for you, you know, when, when Sh I know Sean talked to a few different people, one of it was carnivore. The other was incubating shakes. Um, you know, something was bone broth and I know Bob had to do with that and Peter had to do with that. And, you know, I forgot the other guy that he told me the carnivore guy, and it was all these little pieces, right? And this is kind of yeah. like what made it click for me when you first heard of this, when Sean told you about this and what he was going to do, um, what was your what was your thoughts at first? Because I remember him telling me, and then he was like, "Well, Crystal's even doing it. You'd be amazed at what happened." I was like, "What? what? Yeah, you got Crystal to do it? Okay, yeah, it was like night and day, on and you know all this stuff that she did for these treatments. Like it was all crazy because it's all gone now, and, and we both feel amazing." He was like so lit up. Um, yeah. But what was your initial thoughts? Because I know some, for me, I was like, oh, okay. Um, some people were like, oh, hell no. And for you, I know you just talked about yeah. it a little bit, but um, was it like you're whacked out, dude? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, the fact that the person who told him about the, um, eating carnivore was a vegan and ended up in the hospital, oh, wow. that okay. really was really helpful. Yep. But Real, it was me also really fed up with the fact that I've been vegan almost a year and had seen absolutely no results with my skin. I didn't feel energized. I didn't feel all those things that people rave about, you know, when yep. they say they switch to a plant-based diet. And I was doing it like legit, no carb, um, not, I mean, no carbs, it's all carbs, yeah. <laughs> no uh, gluten. Um, I was not eating junk food at all. And, yep. and it was just like, extreme as extreme could get. I was drinking celery juice every single day, following a lot of the medical medium protocol and, you know, reading all these testimonials. I'm like, why isn't it working for me? Like it's working yeah. for everybody else, you know? And, yeah. but I actually think that what, it, you know, I, I know that like 
well, it's still like something I can't explain. Like, does it really work for people, veganism? I don't know. Maybe it's, it works temporarily and eventually they become depleted like our friend did. So yeah. I don't know if, if veganism does actually work for people long-term. Mostly the vegans that I've talked to, um, I've heard that they were vegan for many years and just became sick. And it took a lot of years before that yeah. started to manifest. So yeah. they might be feeling great because they go off all of their processed foods and they go to a more clean diet, mm -hmm. but ultimately they're deficient in a lot of things based on the, the stories that I've heard. So yeah. I still can't say yes, veganism can work for all people or some people, but it's something that I think we're all trying to experiment together yep. collectively. Like we, we might find out in 10, 20 years when all the vegans, you know, they can tell us, yeah, I'm still doing great, but yeah. we don't know. But yeah. all I can tell you is my experience from one year on veganism, seeing absolutely no result, feeling tired all the time, um, always feeling hungry, constantly having to meal prep, eat every couple of hours. And I was just really fed up and my skin just got worse. I was fed up with my diet. Sean told me about his friend who was vegan for six years. And I was like, my ears perked up. I'm like, really? Okay, well, I'm like so open to trying something new at this point because I gave this a fair shot and it's not working for me. So it was the next day I went straight eating meat and, you know, doing this whole, you know, we're experimenting in the beginning, trying to bring the pieces together. But I went straight off of veganism, straight eating. I, the first thing I ate was eggs and butter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt full <laughs> for so long, too. I was like, wow, this is different. So, yeah. yeah, it was shocking, but I was at the point where I was just fed up with my vegan diet and seeing no results that I was like, I'm just willing to try anything. And it yeah. was, seemed very extreme. I was like, thought he was joking at first. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, you can't just do that. You know, oh, he doesn't eat any vegetables now. Like, right. yeah, good joke, Sean. But right. yeah, this guy. And then I talked to the guy on the phone and I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah, and it's been the best thing. Yeah, I know ever. it's crazy because I was I was that person. You know, I never went. I tried the veganism. I did the keto. I did the other things. And when I go, I go all in. You know what I mean? Because it's there. Yeah. I know for me personally, and again, I love that we can only share our personal stories. I can tell you from health coaching experiences. I can tell you from talking to doctors. I can tell you from talking to our own Susan Rothman uh, and all her years of experience. She's seen the same thing with vegan people. Um, very deficient because a lot of people aren't as strict as you, Krista, when they go to vegan. Um, veganism is very, I'm like, is that just your easy way of like eating a, a ton of like shit junk food? And yeah. that's just the thing is like, oh, I can't do, I, I got to eat this because I'm vegan. Is that like an excuse that yeah. you can do that? Or do you really believe in it? Like, I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just a lot of propaganda and stuff. And, you know, are there, um, powerful antioxidants and all their amazing things and colorful fruits and vegetables. And yeah, of course there is like, we're, I mean, we're all about science at the year. Sure. We're not going to say that it's not, but I found for myself, I mean, my massive gut bloat has gone away. Um, and I've been very healthy for many, many years and I've stripped those vegetables and I've done all that. And now I'm eating, you know, I try to eat head to tail and I'm getting all those. I didn't realize that I could get all those vitamins and all those minerals and all those nutrients that I thought that I needed from plants because of what was taught to me and what was learned and what was programmed. I never realized that I could get it all from this amazing 
food source of these delicious shakes that we use and these animal fats and these animal proteins. And I mean, I'll tell you at 41, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like my lines have gone away. My eyes have whitened up my recovery, my focus. Like I'm still blown away to be quite honest with you. And I've dug through this research and this science and I get why it makes complete sense to me scientifically, but it still blows my mind. And I yeah. think if we can just, you know, we got to get to that concept of really just believing it. You touched on, on believing your gut and trusting what your gut says. And that's another thing that we need to work on. Um, that's mm -hmm. all parts of it. So there's so many pieces that we've covered here. Um, I yeah. hope people go back and they listen and they pull it apart and we can do little, you know, short tidbits and stuff like that. So tell people, Crystal, you went, you switched from veganism. You, you went all in with Sean and what did you experience? So, so you guys did, did you, now when you guys did it, did you do like an actual 11 day or was that something that we kind of carved like after Sean had called me and we kind of did that? Or was that like kind of the thing that you guys went after and kind of set that up? Okay. So first, well, I wanted to mention that I was so bloated every single day being vegan that I just started to think, okay, I guess this is what it feels like to be healthy. Like to feel oh pain God. in my stomach yeah. every single night. And yeah. this is a little bit of TMI, but I ended up having to do enemas almost every single day because it was the only way I could feel any bit of relief because wow. it was so much bloat and I just felt like a rock in my stomach. And yeah. so I would try the enemas and it helped, but I mean, it was awful. And I'm like, this yeah. is what being healthy is like doing enemas every day and feeling like yeah. crap, you know, and oh, it was the worst. So yeah. When, um, yeah, at first it was kind of like, it kind of came together really quickly, but we initially just started to, we just went straight uh, carnivore, but we knew like, okay, well, this, we got to do some research because I don't know if this is going to be like, uh, are we going to be deficient going right. off of all of these other things? So right. we were at, at this, we went straight onto the meat, but um, at the same time, we're just like doing all this research. Like I bought lots of books. I was trying to figure out like, okay, like, I don't want to do something really bad to my body because yeah. this is really extreme, the most extreme thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And so we were just constantly doing research, you know, Sean calling you, calling lots of different yeah. people, trying to figure out, okay, like how can we make this healthy? And, but we soon realized like this is the perfect elimination protocol. It yeah. doesn't have to be the carnivore diet. Like, like people might assume in the beginning, like, mm -hmm. Oh, it's just carnivore. Like, no, what we realized that it, it was, an elimination diet to get down mm -hmm. to the most baseline you could possibly get. And then you can start incorporating the things. And so as we went complete baseline, we're doing the research, we're talk talking to lots of people. And then we start bringing in, like we were looking at all the different isogenics products, feeling, mm -hmm. figuring out like what would be the most um, beneficial to supplement mm -hmm. with this diet. And then, you know, with the research and talking to you and, and Bob and um, Peter, that's when we kind of started to piece together the bone broth, the incubated shakes and uh, the cleansing days. Yeah. So then it just, it quickly formulated within that first month. But the first, actually we did the first month, uh, we kind of try to put together our protocol, but it was more of a 30 day protocol. And we used okay. a, a few different other products, but then, you know, over time and talking to lots of other people, we switched it out. And so some people on the call might remember some of the other the products that we were recommending. Yeah. And I don't even think we talked about cleansing at that point, but we're like, how could you not cleanse? Like it's the right. most important part of this. So right. yeah, it just all came together within that 30 days, but it was really like 
experimental at first. <laughs> yeah. And then for you, I mean, you guys, you know, obviously, I mean, you guys are in a position and I, I say this when I talk about Sean and stuff, but you know, you, you guys are in a position where you don't have to show up. You don't necessarily have to work. I mean, you guys sacrificed years and years of hard work. Um, you know, I admire that. I admire the story. I don't just look at the today. Um, I've always admired that when Sean was like, yeah, I'm on the boat today. And I'm like, you know, some people are like, oh, or no, no, no. I'm like, dude, like you have no, like you can't look at today. Like you have no idea of the sacrifice. Like for you guys, when you felt that, that, that just rush. Right. And I know Sean, you know, at, at first it's hard because all of a sudden you go from like one way of living to where now it's like calls and, and, and weekly, you know, testimonial calls and we got to show up and we got to get on, on thing and you got to edit more videos and get on YouTube and you're still living life and you got to be there for the kids. And, you know, for you, what is the thing that, that makes you want to show up now every day for all these other people um, to give them that value. I mean, that's pretty powerful, something that's happened inside to, to get you to kind of where you're at today. Um, I, I mean, can you even describe that? I, I, have, yeah. I have trouble describing that for people because it's just okay. so awesome. But. Yeah, well, it is cool that we have two different experiences or approaches to compare with because, you know, in the beginning building Isogenics, it was um, a lot of stress and worry. Mm -hmm. Like we bought this house before we could even really afford it that mm -hmm. <laughs> that well. And we're just like taking a risk. So like, all right, we're gonna just work hard so that we can afford this house. Yeah. <laughs> this house is paid off now. And this is our, our vacation house now. And it's really cool that, you know, we worked hard in the beginning, but it was a, a lot of, it was um, stress driven. Mm -hmm. And, um, but now it's cool, which I think can be a beneficial way of building uh, anything. You know, like sometimes it could be a healthy level of stress that kind of pushes you to work hard, but mm -hmm. I do prefer this version much better because now we are doing it in a much more relaxed way, but it's more from the heart and excitement and fun and pure enjoyment of, of just sharing what we have found that works. And every single yeah. Wednesday when we get on those calls and we hear people's testimonials, like that's what keeps us coming back. Like, yes, mm -hmm. like why wouldn't we want to keep, you know, staying all in in this because it's so much fun, like just to see yeah. people's lives transform in this way. Like, how could we not be involved in this? And for, so now it just feels like we get to we get to do this for fun. Mm. And no longer do we have that burden of like financial stress, like, oh, we better make this work. And it's just much more. It feels better from this approach now because it's just more natural and doesn't have that um, stress behind it. I love it. I love it. And when you, yeah, <laughs> I feel that too. I mean, honestly, when I first built the first time, you know, mine went up, mine exploded. I feel like it was, it was stress-based. It was doing it for the wrong reasons. It was, you know, whatever. And now it's like, it's so pure. It's so natural. It's so much fun. You know what I yeah. mean? Like for me, like rushing through the door, jamming food, getting on a call. Like some people be like, oh my God, that's crazy. I'm like, no, like, it's awesome. Like you don't understand, like, like yeah. when you can touch somebody else's life, like, I, I don't know, maybe that's part of me thinking that we're all connected or, or in some way or whatever, but when you can impact somebody else's life. And I mean, again, if people have not experienced the community, go to the freaking community, you'll know what we're talking about because until you experience it, until you experience the ER shred yourself personally, 
you're going to think that we're woohoo, but I promise you go in and jump and do it because you, you'll jump on real quick once you feel how awesome you're supposed to feel. And, you know, if you need to feel that sense of love, that community, that that fun, that whatever it is that you need, literally whatever it is that you need, I think there's a place for everybody. Um, I, you know, we welcome all people. And that's one of the things that I love so much about it is that we get to show up because we want to, because it's joy, because it, you know, happiness. It's almost selfish in a way, Crystal. Um, and I'm okay with being a little bit selfish. You got to be a little bit selfish to feed yeah. you first because you can't serve from a cup that's half full, right? Um, you got to be full in order to show up and serve at that at that high level. So um, that's awesome. I, thank you so much for spilling your beans, TMI, being vulnerable, <laughs> um, being you. I think it's so important that people just hear these kinds of things because it's easy for them to go, oh, look, Crystal's got it all together. She's, you know, a super pretty blonde and she's got this awesome family and everybody's good looking and they got these pictures. But really underneath, I mean, we're all kind of ducks on water, right? We're calm, cool, collective on the surface and we're a million yeah. miles an hour underneath. And I know that's what you guys do. And, and I'm just so thankful for you guys. And I know there's so many people in the group that are so thankful for you guys because if you and Sean didn't have the courage to go first, and I've said it before, but it was a big risk um, knowing the position that you guys are in and where you're at with life and and what you know what what dictates life and income and all that. Um, and for you guys to do that, um, the lives that you guys have touched, I hope you feel so proud. I hope you feel amazing. I think you deserve to feel that way um, because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be here. None of these thousands of people would be here. Um, and I mean, I, we just, we owe you guys so much thanks and so much gratitude. Um, and I'm going to speak for everybody on this behalf because when I see these testimonials, I know people feel that same way. So I hope you can receive that crystal. Um, I truly mean it from my heart. I hope you know that like you guys are, are, are my, you know, my best friends. I mean, literally like I can trust you guys and there's not a lot of people that I can trust to, to share my life with and all my past stupidness with and um, you know, all that. And I, I want to tell it all to you guys because you're just those kind of good people. So I just wanted to say that to you and say, thank you um, for showing up and, and for sacrificing because it is a sacrifice for you guys to do this, you know, with your family and you take away from your kids and stuff, even tonight, you know, you're, you could be with the kids and you're here with us instead. So from the bottom of my heart and, and from everybody, seriously, thank you so much for, for just showing up and being you. Thank you, Jesse. And I, I can receive that, but I cannot receive it without expressing my gratitude for you well, and everybody else who has contributed. Because honestly, one thing that we have learned um, in our many um, endeavors of you know business all these years is that we are nothing without everybody else. Like we yeah. are <laughs> not the leaders of ER Shred, all of us are the leaders of ER Shred because we know that we couldn't have built what has been built and the way this has been trending and taking off, it would not ha have been you know, happening the way it is if it wasn't for you and Bob and Heather and, and Susan and Lenny and, and Mel and everybody, like so many people yeah. contribute such important parts of this. And so I do want people to understand that this is a group effort. We cannot do what we're doing without everybody involved. And that's why everybody's so excited about the community because mm -hmm. I think people in the community realize that, that they are very much a part of this and then an important piece to it. So <laughs> I hope everybody can feel that, that this is growing because of all of you together. Yeah, for sure. 
I, I totally agree with that. I mean, it, it's it's got to be a collective group, you know, and it's, it's so cool to watch too, Crystal, um, all the things that we just share with people. Remember the people in the beginning, like, you know, April who's on and even Melanie and, and to watch those people come from no self-love, not caring. And now they've stepped up into a leadership role and they're taking charge and they're living life and they're, I mean, man, it's just that's what it's about, right? Like that's, that's yes. the ER shred. That's what the ER shred is all about. So um, one last thing and we'll close out. I know we went over, I don't really care because this is such yeah. good information, but for you, what, what, what would you say to somebody who's not feeling themselves, who's sitting on the edge, who's maybe contemplating this? Um, what would you tell them about the ER shred? And we'll, we'll kind of leave it like that. What, what's your, what's your final message for people? Okay. Well, I think we covered a lot as far as like ethics go, um, mm -hmm. and, um, willpower and worrying about over, you know, being able to give up their, their sugar and their carbs, <laughs> because I think those are a lot of the concerns that people might have. Like, you know, if you're vegan for ethical reasons, if you feel like you're too addicted to your diet Coke or your, whatever it is that you feel like at this point that you cannot, there's no way you can give it up. I just want to, reemphasize the fact that if you could just give it 11 days or 30 mm. days, like I did in the beginning, I was just like, just 30 days and then I'll go back. You'll realize that, okay, it only requires some discipline and some willpower in the beginning. Just focus mm. on those 11 days and then you can reevaluate and, and do some research, um, decide if it's for you or not. And you will be surprised with what transforms, what happens within 11 days and how much easier it will be to say no to the carbs, the things that you thought you could never live without. Yeah. So that's really all it takes is just dedicating or committing to the 11 days, just giving it yeah. a shot and then you'll see what happens. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Crystal. All right, guys. So thanks so much for stepping, you know, for joining us. Um, we appreciate your time. We value your time. Um, we can't thank you enough. Again, like Crystal said, we would not be anything without this collective community as a whole. Um, every single Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, stop on by, hear another story, learn some valuable information. Hopefully one day I can have you on this show and we can share your epic story so we can pass that along and continue to just make the world a better place because I believe our health is our greatest wealth. And as we help more people, um, imagine what the world would be like if everybody was happy, if everybody loved themselves, if everybody gave to each other, um, if everybody stopped criticizing each other. Um, and we just all realized that we are the same people, um, all just kind of on different roads, but all trying to get to that same end goal. Come join the ER Shred because that's really what we're about. Um, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have our Shred Your Testimonial call like Crystal already talked about. Epic, crying. I mean, it's it's nuts every single week, this, the stories that we have. And then Thursday um, with our other ambassador, Mr. Bob Sivright, we have an opportunity call because the ER Shred, once you experience it, I think it's selfish to not share this with somebody um, knowing the power that this has to transform people physically and mentally. Um, thank you guys again so much. We hope you all have an amazing night and we will catch you on the flip side next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.